Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am totally going off the cuff today and making this podcast. I don't have any notes in front of me. Usually I do like prep work on different statistics I want to touch on or three big points I want to touch on. And I am, I was just ranting about this with Shay and I'm like, you know what? I need to make a podcast on this right now. And here's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about how what I'm seeing happen over and over and over. And what I saw happen when I was in corporate is women belittling themselves so much in their role or in the role they want to get to in corporate, in their business, in all of these different ways that is costing them in, in as the end result, costing them money. So let's talk about this. First, let me go back and then I'll talk about what brought this up for me. Okay, so this is going to be a very real episode, a very unedited, and let's talk through this. So this first became a really big thing for me when I was applying for jobs. Um, Emma Watson came out with her, actually, it might have been old, I don't know, but we had to watch her speech in uh, gender studies. I was in gender studies in college, and we had to watch her speech Um, I think it was for the UN. And if you just Google like Emma Watson, feminism, speech, UN, I'm sure you'll find it. And I was, I just marveled at this speech. I marveled at the speech. Love Emma Watson because hello, Harry Potter. And like everything she does is just great. So huge Emma Watson fan saw this video. And that was the first time I'd ever heard the word feminism, feminist, whatever. And in that speech, she talked a lot about gender roles and how, um, you know, we have to, we, a lot of times we feel like we need to fit into certain roles or do certain things because of it. And, you know, women are taught to not be bossy or not be too loud or not be too much and just fit in a box, whatever. And men are taught other things too, right? It's not just women. But anyway, so after seeing this video, I watched it probably a hundred times and I was like, this is crazy. I have to do more research on this. I'm Googling things about feminism and the, I'm reading good articles and bad articles, whatever. And I finally stumble across this article that's like feminism and asking for a raise or something like that. And I was like, wait, you can ask for a raise? Like, this is wild. This is a did not know that was the thing. Or I'm sorry, asking for a, um, like negotiating your salary. Actually, it might have said asking for a raise, but it also talks about negotiating your starting salary. And at this point, I'm in college. I had no idea that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know how to do it. So very Chloe-esque of me 
I'm like, well, I can become awesome at this, right? I'm, it's just about time for me to start applying for jobs and I need to master this. So I started reading everything I could about negotiating your starting salary and the pros and the cons. And I would have my friends practice with me and I would go to like the resume shops, the resume workshops that my college would host and practice like what I would say, what they would say, all things like that. So I could get really confident. So anyway, long story short, I apply for a bunch of jobs, get, you know, multiple interviews, move forward, find the job I really want to do. Find like the, I'm so obsessed with job. This is the one I really want. I negotiate my starting salary heavily, land the job, get the job, negotiate a sign on bonus, um, and a moving bonus because I lived in a different city went there, whatever. Okay. So that's how it started. And then this is like a year and a half into that corporate job. Okay. Year and a half into that corporate job. I am really interested in this promotion that's potentially coming, whatever. So I started talking with this girl who was a position ahead of me. Okay. So she was in the role that I wanted to go into and she was kind of giving me the ins and the outs of what it would look like and what I need to do to get into that, you know, um, position that would be what I thought a salary increase and also a like title increase. Right. So her and I are talking, whatever. And at this point I was doing a lot of really getting into money on the side. And so her and I were talking And I said, if you don't feel comfortable answering this, that's totally fine. But I'm wondering if you'd be feel comfortable sharing with me the increase in salary that you got when taking on this new role, because it was a lot of responsibility. And I wanted to I wanted to know that. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. Here's what I make. And she so she'd worked in the company two years longer than me. She was in a higher role than me, and she made less per year than I did. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, Like, hey, just curious. Like, did you negotiate your starting salary coming in? She's like, oh, no. And I just sat there and I was like, what? She is amazing. She crushes it at this role. Like, she does incredible work. I look up to her in so many ways. And I was making more money than her because I negotiated my starting salary and she didn't. So when we started, we started... I started ahead of her, even though I started two years later, I started ahead of her. And so then when we got raises, right, we got a a raise increase as a percentage. Okay. A raise increase as a percentage. And most companies have an amount that they don't like to go above. Okay. So let's say the average raise increase was just making this up 3%. So if you started a lower rate and you're getting 3% versus if you started a higher rate and you're getting 3% of that, you you not negotiating your starting salary compounds, okay? It compounds into long-term negative results, okay? That was wild to me. So from that moment, I was like, "This this is wild. So then I started asking everyone, especially women that I knew, did you negotiate your starting salary? And most people told me no. Most women were like, oh my gosh, absolutely not. Like I didn't want to look greedy or selfish. And I could not believe it because by not doing that, you're leaving so much money on the table. Here's the thing. Can the answer be no? Can the answer be no in any form of negotiating? Absolutely. 
But you might as well ask. You have nothing to lose by asking. You have nothing to lose by asking. Okay. So that was that was one thing that I wanted to point out. Also, I I will I will tell you this. This is not the intent of the episode is to pitch you this, but if you are someone who needs to negotiate your starting salary, we have an entire course all on that um, that you can go check out. And it is absolutely incredible. I'll put it in the show notes. It is just, it's incredible. Okay. I, I really can't say enough about it. Anyway, um, so we are moving. That was, you know, a couple years ago. We're moving forward. And now we're going to be talking about kind of the other side of it, but still the exact same thing, very relevant. So we were hiring at DTM. We just closed the doors on applications last or the, like this week. Um, so the week before you're hearing this episode. And um, I this was our first big pool of interviewing, right? And having applications. I've hired before, obviously. Um, but when I hired a year ago, it was just a smaller, we were a smaller company. Um, the DTM community was smaller and so we had less applicants. Um, whereas this year we had a ton and a ton and a ton and a ton of people apply. So we had a big research pool for the argument I'm about to make. And I was just shocked from two things. The first thing was I was so shocked at how many DMs that I received of women, 100% women, of women saying like, hey, I read through your application and it says that you prefer that we have some experience with um, social media management. I don't technically have experience with social media management, but I do love social media and I feel like I could pick it up. Like, should I apply? Over and over and over. Another one that's like, hey, you didn't list how much experience. And so I I feel like I probably wouldn't be qualified, but um, I just wanted to know if you think I should apply. And other ones saying, hey, you said you prefer in Kansas City, but I'm not in Kansas City. You know, should I still apply? I am not kidding. Over a hundred messages like this. Over a hundred messages like this. And I want to point this out. I am not at all shaming you if you're listening to this and you sent a message or if you've done sent a message to somebody else. But here's the flip side of this, okay? I made a podcast on this a couple weeks ago. Girls, girls are barking in the background. Um, I made a podcast on this a couple weeks ago about how I got a phone call. I got a phone call from one of my um, friends from high school who is a guy and he called me out of the blue, no uh, zero prep for this question. and was like, hey, I want to buy deeper the money. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I want to buy deeper the money. And I was like, no. He's like, well, I want to buy a part of it. Or how can I be involved at like a very high level? <laughs> it was just, and I, I loved it, but it, it took me aback how, how often I get questions like that from men um, in my life, right? And, and, also just men on Instagram. We've had a ton of guys reach out and say, hey, this is the type of position I want. I want to be a sales director. Please, when you hire that, where can I send my resume? I want to be considered. Like when we're not even hiring for that. And um, just, just, I mean, amazing. And I love that energy. I love the energy of like, hey, you're not even hiring for this. <laughs> or like, you're not even selling your company. I want to I wanna go and buy it. 
But, and of course, remember, this is a small pool, but what I'm pointing out and what I was just like, oh, this makes me so sad is seeing women over and over and over and over nitpicking every single aspect of themselves and letting that imposter syndrome kick in of like, I'm not good enough for this application or I technically don't meet one of these. So therefore I shouldn't apply or that, um, I do meet all of these, but now I'm wondering if I need more or if I need extra. Um, I don't know the exact statistic off the top of my head, but women are so much less likely to apply for something if they don't feel hundred percent experienced. They're so, if they don't meet hundred percent of the qualifications, they're so much less likely to apply for it. Whereas men will apply for it, even if they don't meet hundred percent of the app of the, um, of the requirements. And again, I don't want to totally generalize about all women and all men. We had some incredible women. Um, and I'm not saying the women who also set those questions were incredible, but I'm saying their applications, either they didn't submit one or when they did their applications, they played themselves down so much. We had so many applications. Um, we had a question on our application that said, pitch yourself. And we had so many applications that are like, well, I mean, I think I could maybe help the team. And then we had on the flip side, we had applicants who were like, I am the best fit for this position. Here's why. I know I'm the best candidate because I'm going to bring X, Y, and Z. Just total confidence. And I, I want to pull back the curtain and tell you this, not to, again, shit on you if you've ever been the person that has sent that DM of like, I don't know, but to pull back the curtain of what you're, the people in your, who are interviewing you are thinking or the people who are looking through your interviews or, oh my gosh, nowadays it's like, um, for big corporations, they'll go through an email or a program that just kicks out resumes if they have certain things on them. Right. Or if they, I don't even know how that works, but you're not, you might not even make it to humans. And so my whole point of this, I made a TikTok on this, but I, I still need to edit it. And because editing videos is hard, right? That's one of the positions that we're, we're hiring for right now. But I made a position or a, oh my gosh, I made a TikTok about this where I said, you know, a lot of women applying and they're asking all these questions and they're so nervous and you know, they're they're answering application questions but like l- just making themselves so small. And then so many men and we we did have a couple um male applicants, they're just like, "Oh my gosh, just like I'm the best. Here's why this position should be mine because I'm going to bring it and I'm going to blow your expectations. I'm going to do this. And of course, again, we had awesome women and incredible applications too, but it was just so many of these applications where I can just see women not owning who they are, not just completely owning who they are. And so I wanted to put this out there. Um, You guys know that I'm full transparency and Also, I want you to make the most amount of money, right? I want you to make more money. And if this is how people, if I'm seeing this in my small business, in a small pool of of applicants, I can't imagine what's going on out there. And especially right now after um, quarantine, after COVID, well, not after, I know, like I'm saying after a lot of, we're experiencing a lot of the shutdown impacts now right? Because businesses have closed and not reopened and um, people are maybe furloughed and people are being let go or whatever. A lot of things are still going up too, but I'm saying we're experiencing 
a lot of those, those initial impacts. And so here's a lot of people are applying for jobs right now, right? A lot of people want to go and make more money. They want to go and get a new job. And so if that's you and not even just in your job, but in your business, in your life, in your relationships, in everything, how are you belittling yourself? How are you playing down your talents, right? How are you doing that? Um, one of the, the wildest things that I ever not learned, but just got right. I feel like there's a difference between learning and getting something. I knew about confidence. I knew about all that. But when I got that, right, when I got that, I was like, oh my gosh, right. I grew up thinking you had to be super hot, super smart and perfect to be confident. Like if you weren't the hottest, the smartest and the coolest, then you shouldn't be confident. What? I know. I read too many Cosmo magazines as a 13-year-old, I guess. But here's the truth. The truth is that you get to be confident for who you are today. The truth is you get to be confident for what you bring to the table. And you get to believe in yourself and promote yourself and brag on yourself and own who you are and what you're going to bring to the table. And that is what's going to take you to that next level. And it might feel uncomfortable. It might make you feel a little out of your comfort zone. And that is okay. That's okay. Because that is what is going to take you and get you to that end result. That's what what is going to take you and get you to that end goal of getting the job you want, getting the position you want, and making the money you want to. Okay, so there's my little rant. Had to do it, had to do it because I, all I want, all I want for you is to be so confident in who you are and what you do because you deserve to be and you be, you deserve to be massively wealthy. And I hate watching women belittle themselves, which, which then the result is that they have, uh, less to show for it. They have less in their bank account. They have less at, during payday, they've lost in all of these areas. So I love you. Thank you for listening to this. I hope you also take a second and release any guilt and shame that you might feel if you haven't negotiated your salary, if you have asked questions like that, if you have not applied to a position because of um, you know, not meeting every single detail. I want you to forgive yourself. This isn't to shame you or embarrass you at all. This is because I love you and I want you to moving forward to be able to just unleash who you are. Unleash it. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Deeper the Money podcast. Again, remember you can go check out our course all on how to land your dream job and negotiate your starting salary. We'll put the link in the comments and I will see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper the Money podcast. Sorry,